It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. For the love of Pete, it's something you might say when your car gets damaged, but that won't get you the help you need for your vehicle. As someone named Jake, what you should be saying is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. For help filing your claim 24-7, whether it's on the phone, online, or on the award-winning State Farm mobile app, however you choose. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Today's show is brought to you by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip on Instagram. Book your own trip with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there, do that, get rewarded. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 527 of Locked on Raptors for Tuesday, June 4th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley, RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked on Raptors, where you can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And as always, make sure you're checking out the Locked on Podcast Network, team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams. We've got Locked on Fantasy Basketball. If you're playing daily in the finals or you're getting ready for your dynasty drafts this offseason, Josh Lloyd has you covered there on Locked on NBA. Ben Golliver was on today's show to break down what's going on in the finals so far, so check that out. Uh, and all the team-focused shows as well. If your team is preparing for the draft and you want to hear draft stuff, find all the Locked on NBA shows, team-focused shows, to get the perspective on all those teams. So, uh... No shortage of stuff for you to check out. Do it on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and Himalaya. If you've not yet checked out Himalaya, I recommend you do. It's great for personalizing your own podcast playlist. It'll suggest a new podcast for you based on your interests, and it's uh, generally great and free at the App Store or the Google Store. So make sure you're checking out Himalaya if you're in the market for a new podcast app. All right, on today's show, we're joined by one of our faves. It's Katie Heindel. Katie, what's up? It's a big, big day. What's what, why is it a big big day? It's the one and only Greg Monroe's birthday. Oh, I thank you so much for the honor of having me on on this day. <laughs> I didn't even not even planned, but very glad we've uh, we, we've landed on today as a day for a podcast. Well, I, I think it's just fate. <laughs> <laughs> What's Greg Monroe doing for his birthday? Have you been keeping tabs? Yeah, so far he's just resharing every single birthday wish moment that someone <laughs> gives to him on Instagram, which I love. So it's just all these pictures of himself with "Happy Birthday, Greg Monroe," and then he's just reposting, them, <laughs> <laughs> which I find really endearing. How many of those have come from you and/or your burner accounts? None, but uh-huh. I was thinking, should I should I pull the trigger? Should I try and share one and see if he reshares it? I kind of think you have to. It's kind of the brand at this point. Uh, just oh. say wishing you a I'll very yeah, wishing you a very hydrated birthday, Greg Monroe from Katie. That oh. yeah. 
worth. I think it's worth unlocking my account for just to see if it if it goes up. I think I might do it. Uh, well, happy birthday to Greg Monroe. Hope he's doing all right. Hope he's uh, enjoying his birthday wherever he is. Do you think happy he's birthday, Greg? Do you think he's watching the finals? Do you think he cares? Yeah, I think he cares. Yeah, he's so nice. He obviously wants the Raptors to win. Yeah, I mean, yeah, his sleeper agent work. Uh, on behalf of the Raptors, but the Sixers was successful, so you'd think he'd want Total to see success. his. Yeah, you'd think he'd want to see it through. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Forever shouts to Greg Monroe, an all-time favorite of this podcast, mostly just because Katie likes him a lot. Which you know, <laughs> your opinions are pretty good, so I guess we can. Uh, I'll never forget when we would try to do a podcast about Greg Monroe coming to the team, and then it ended up me, you, and James just talking for like an hour about Greg Monroe. <laughs> It, yeah, how much we loved it. It was a podcast to be like, Greg Monroe, who's this guy? And then the more we learned about him, we were like, who is this guy? Have you seen his eyes? Yeah, transfixing. Uh, so, uh, I, as I mentioned to Katie before we started the podcast, I don't really have a set set of things I want to talk about today. I just figured it's the finals. We should probably do a podcast on the Tuesday between finals games. We've kind of done everything we can to break down game two and look ahead to game three. And uh, so, yeah, now we're just kind of waiting it out. The 9 o'clock start is very annoying. We're still more than 24 hours away as we record this for the next game. And the, the, the breaks are long. But I'm kind of enjoying the in-between in this series more than I typically would. I think I'm just trying to savor every moment. And I'm glad the finals aren't like the conference finals were, where it was every other day and it felt like it was over in no time. Do you find yourself sort of doing the same thing, just like savoring all of the stuff, consuming all of the content yeah, a hundred percent. And mm-hmm. I think like this final, like, well, one, these are the finals, but like these playoffs are so different. Mm-hmm. Yes, because it's been such like a elongated run for the Raptors, which is really, really cool. But there's a different feeling right now where regardless of the fact that they're waiting, they're really drawing it out for like all it's worth. And I get that that's the NBA's MO. But aside from that, it does feel like we're all just in a very nice and lucky and like extremely happy state of suspension Mm -hmm. uh and i love that i have not stopped just like i'm still floating on the cloud of game six against the bucks really like i know the finals (laughs) are happening and it's like oh hey they should probably win these games and i'm I'm enjoying the games but i'm just like nothing can hurt me (laughs) the warriors can do all manner of vile things to me and i don't care <laughs> I was gonna say, like, you know what I think it is? It's like, remember when, remember when you were a child, but really, remember when you were a kid and, like, or when you do something for the very first time mm-hmm. and before it becomes routine, you, like, time does stretch out. Like, that is something actually that, like, psychologically your brain does mm-hmm. because you've never experienced that moment before. Uh, and I feel like, on some level, that's probably what's happening here. I think that's a theory that I want scientifically looked into because I agree. <laughs> that feels like what's happening. It does feel like it's been very long and drawn out, and, I, and that's a good thing. I'm glad it's allowing me to savor it. It's not flying by in a uh, sort of you know, blink and you miss it type of way, which is great. Um, I wanted to ask you something, Katie. So you wrote uh, a wonderful. Uh, installment of your basketball feelings newsletter which people should be subscribed to go do it right now um and and you talked to just about like sort of the vibe around the city and just like 
having it be summer and also basketball still be happening and just sort of the way Toronto feels right now. And I was in town over the weekend because I went to go see Sound of Music and we uh, got an Airbnb in my old neighborhood and it was great. And I just was so taken in by how Raptorsy everything it is and how much the entire city seems to be wrapped up in what's going on. And I don't know about you, and maybe we can talk about specific instances, but I have been moved to tears like five or six times, just like walking around or, or seeing certain things around the city. I just went to go get ice cream. And on the walk back from getting ice cream, there was a guy in a DeMar DeRozan jersey playing basketball in the park. And I was like, that, that, that's so beautiful. <laughs> I was almost crying. And I find myself just like a weepy mess thinking about all this stuff. It's so cool. And I'm very much okay with it. And I don't know, are you having the same thing too? Where you're just like appreciating how caught up everybody is by what's going on with the Raptors? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And I think like this happened to me yesterday. Uh, I had the day off and I was just like walking around doing errands. And I was passing a store on the Danforth that was like, you know, one of those random stores you pass every day and you're like, I don't even know what that store is or I've like never paid attention to it. Yep. It was just like some weird clothing store and I feel like they bought a sandwich board or just like a used chalkboard to just put it outside and there was like no flair, no like fancy writing, just in caps, go Raptors go. Yeah. And I started crying because I was like, one, nobody even says that here. <laughs> That's like the Leafs thing, isn't it? Like, <laughs> it's not Raptors. No. I just it was like a mess. I was like, oh my God, they got into it. And like, <laughs> that keeps happening to me too. So just like, yeah, if I'm seeing someone in a jersey, there's all these kids in my neighborhood with Raptors gear on, that fucking sign I saw, like it's not taking much for me right now to just lose it. I'm The reason I'm freaking out at you saying that is because I had the exact same experience with the exact same non-in-circulation chant <laughs> on the 407, the evil, horrible highway. I was on that on, su- on Sunday driving home. And the sign of the 407, typically it's like, don't drink and drive. Uh, don't you don't text. Uh, make sure your tires are full. Instead, it was just a Raptors logo with Go Raptors Go. And I was moved to tears driving on the horrible highway. Was... I'm glad that highway is notoriously empty because I feel like I would have crashed if I saw that. Yeah, it, 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 there was nobody on it. Yeah, but I just needed to get home in time to do a TV thing. And the traffic was awful. Um, but like, it was, yeah, it was amazing and I'm, i've like kids playing basketball like any kid in a driveway with a hoop you're you're melting me right now i can't not like weep but start weeping when i see it um it, it's it's awesome so I, I i'm with you too like walking around like bluer west uh on the weekend every single bar every single store had some sort of raptors thing whether it's a we the north flag or um like my old barber shop had a raptors uh, like flag in the front too it, it's it's I never want it to end. I just want it to keep happening forever and ever. It's so, so great. Um, I was at my parents on Sunday to watch the game because they've also become Raptors fans. Yeah. Uh, and my mom had, like, cut out, or I think, like, one of the papers, like, sent out, like, a um, kind of like an oversized sign mm-hmm. in the paper that just said, like, let's go Raptors. She had it up on the fridge. Yeah. Obviously, it choked me up. <laughs> um, but... On Monday morning, after the loss, I was walking my dogs, and there was a someone threw away a basketball hoop (laughs) 
like a backboard and a hoop. Someone just like threw it on their boulevard and like leaned it up against a tree. And I was like, oh no, it's too soon for this. Come on. <laughs> Hang in there. <laughs> the, the equipment has become sentient and it's the Raptors' fault. Uh... But I did go back every time I, I passed it later on that day and someone removed the uh, hoop. So I feel like it's being repurposed somewhere. I would the really... backboard's still there. I would the hoop is really gone. hope so. That would be great. Uh... <laughs> no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax, make your moves They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. So so we've talked about crying at uh, small <laughs> basketball-related things. Uh, let's continue crying and talk about DeMar DeRozan, if you'd like. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So DeMar was on Taylor Rooks's uh, Bleacher Report video podcast and... Had some pretty nice things to say, uh, and some like stuff that made me feel a little bit better about all of it. Because it does feel like the thought of Demar. Have you had just sort of any thoughts during during the playoffs? Not just maybe Demar related, but like other guys who used to be on the team. Like, have you found yourself longing to see like a Jonas Valanciunas playing in the finals, or Demar, or, or like Terrence Ross, or something like that? Have you felt? that at all like a little bit like oh man i wish these guys were here to see this or do you kind of appreciate it as like part of yeah. the steps to get here that those guys are now gone yeah i think i have my nostalgic picks and like the ones i know are really far-fetched but like obviously i would love it if amir been here for this but that was quite a long time ago the jv thing is interesting and kind of hurts more the more you think about it because it was so close mm-hmm. you know like he, but if you want to also, the, the flip side of that is he did contribute to this year mm-hmm. and he helped them get here, I mm-hmm. think. So, though, you know, he didn't get to touch the trophy and he's not getting to play in these finals games, I think like a big piece of him is still a part of this team. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, yeah, unrealistically, I wish they could be a part of it, but I think it's a nice segue into what. <laughs> Demar said in the interview in terms of just like laying down the groundwork for the team to get here. Yeah. Um, and I have been thinking about DeRozan because also like there have been all those nice like notes where people are saying like, oh, it's like reported he's been like texting with the team and like texting the guys and just like giving them advice, which mm-hmm. I thought was so nice. Uh-huh. And of course he is. And I, I, I found it so weird when like I've seen not a lot of people, but a few people have been like, oh, like Demar's probably so mad, he's probably so bitter, and like I don't really think even before I saw this interview today, I don't really think he's that type of person who wouldn't be anything but like extremely happy. Yeah, f- for his old teammates, 
Yeah, I'm sure he still has his own little beef with Masai, but, like, other than that, I, I don't really yeah. see him holding... Like, he's not going to root for Kyle Lowry's misfortune because Masai traded him. I think he's kind of got a better sense of perspective than that. And it is really cool to see hear him talk about how... And it's not, like, he's entirely right, the fact that he sort of laid the groundwork. I mean, he became so good that he was able to be traded for Kawhi Leonard. And they don't continue on with this run they probably don't make it out of like the 2016 first couple rounds without him doing something and that changes the entire course of the team if they lose in that first round to Indy or the second round to Miami uh and they or if they lose to Milwaukee the year after that like everything changes Kyle Lowry probably leaves as a free agent if they if he doesn't have if DeMar doesn't have an amazing first round against the Bucks like the there was just everything he did he's totally right just sort of paved the way and it's you know you can go back and sort of retcon stuff and say oh but like maybe this would have gone this way maybe they they still like come to the point where they can get Leonard but like I don't know it just feels like everything happened in order to lead up to where they are now and it's it's smart I think for Raptors fans not to not to just just not don't view this run as like a singular year like view it as a a six-year journey or even longer than that like I think it helps you appreciate it more if you sort of you know, combine all of the elements that made this team what it is and all of the different steps that it took to become what it is over the last even decade or beyond. And I think it helps you sort of have a bigger scope and a more of an appreciation of just how special this one season is, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. I mean, I like I wrote a little bit about that in Basketball Feelings this week, just like how shitty and hard it can be to acknowledge all the bad things that they were bad. Mm-hmm. And I think like it's same with like same with acknowledging that DeRozan like maybe that was his ceiling here but like maybe that was fine and it's always gonna hurt that he was traded and it was always gonna hurt the way that he was traded and like looking back at every Raptors playoff loss up to now they don't like hurt any less (laughs) and they aren't as like less devastating because they were all like pretty bad losses like I know in the playoffs you could be like oh like every loss is bad but I feel like the Raptors were really talented for a while at having like crushing, like <laughs> gutting, gutting defeats, you know. And I think there's something to be said for like not to, taking an extended look at those things and almost now trying to fold them into this really good feeling. And like take you really have to take that bad to appreciate the good right now. And it's I just think it's really interesting and cool and super beautiful that like every thing and every player who's been asked. And now, most recently, DeRozan is echoing those same kind of sentiments as and is seen it in that kind of way, mm-hmm. um, which I think, you know, just lends again to this like really unique and singular feeling that everybody's feeling right now. Very, very well said, Katie. Uh, Shouts to Demar. <laughs> Thanks. Hope, hope Demar is uh, is doing good and uh, glad to see. I, I mean, I feel like almost like it's weird that they're like asking about it already like it does feel a little bit like ghoulish like all right the, the now your season's over the raptors in the final how does it feel tomorrow <laughs> to like throw that those questions in his face gonna but, ask him back, yeah that's you know? gonna happen but it's still uh but i'm glad I he's taking it, it well more that he can he can answer those questions now like so it sounds like honestly mm-hmm you know, yeah. it probably took up to now to, to get there. It like took him getting through a whole season being away. And it also sounds like he's got a pretty good thing going on there with in like San Antonio. Like it was a nice like insight into kind of the team dynamics and just like the way everybody gets along there. 
their like post game team dinner rituals that they have I think is really nice mm-hmm. you yeah, know for sure. he's like found a new home yeah for sure it, yeah he could have gone to a far worse place than San Antonio uh, and I think that gives me like it's not like he got traded to like I don't know I don't want to dis Orlando <laughs> like he he went to a good organization where they took care of him and they're fine and they're successful and that's fun um, which helps it out a little bit uh, all right, Katie. There's another thing I wanted to talk to you about. The, I don't know if you've seen okay. the. Have you seen the oral history of Kawhi Leonard's college days posted by Jason Jenks at the Athletic yet? Mm-mm, but I've seen it going around, but I haven't <laughs> seen it. Kawhi is the most delightful weirdo in the entire world. <laughs> I just I, some of the anecdotes from this thing are unbelievable and just like but also entirely believable after having seen Kawhi play for a year and hear him talk for a year and hear how like matter of fact he is um i, I just wanted to read a couple transcripts of stuff that he said in in this, is this the history. thing where he said that he they him and his friends just watched he made them watch videos of michael jordan for like five hours yeah there's that uh there's so much it's <laughs> really read the piece there's the things that got me uh, one, he's kind of talked about this. I think he might have mentioned this on the Serge Ibaka episode he was on. Um, and we might have covered it. So one of his teammates, I think his name's Tim Shelton, he says, Guys coming from high school have trouble with help side defense. Kawhi made a comment to Coach Hudson, who was the defensive coach at the time, and he was like, I don't get it, Coach. Why can't they just stay in front of their man like I do? Like, why do I have to play help side? That was his only comment I ever heard him make about defense. Quote, they should just be able to stay in front of their man like I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's easy when you can, like, physically wrap your whole body around someone. Know, just it's... stand, like, not even touching them from a distance. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of the thing that I think sort of keeps, like, amazing players from being good coaches. Because, like, how is... Wayne Gretzky is supposed to teach a guy to see the ice like he can see the ice. How is Michael Jordan supposed to teach a guy to, like, be as good at basketball as Michael Jordan? You can't, and I imagine that'd be terribly frustrating. So, like, I don't think Kawhi has a future as a coach because he'll just be like, so stay in front of your man like I did for my entire career. And uh, if you don't, (laughs) you suck. (laughs) Maybe not a defensive coach. (laughs) No, certainly not. Uh, also, he had this one. So there was uh, his teammate DJ Gay says the most talked about thing. The, the most he talked was on the on the on the court, and Kawhi was not afraid to let you know that you weren't going to score on him, that you couldn't get past him, or that he would score on you. Every time the ball went through the net, he just said, "Quote bucket, bucket." That was it. <laughs> his teammate Tyrone Shelley says most people say like, "Oh, I'm about to get buckets on you." He was just like buckets layup. Just one word, like, describing what he had just done. Shelton, uh, Tim Shelton, he'd be like, you're not scoring, you're not doing anything. Or he'd be like, no, no, no. He'd just move his feet and say, no. (laughs) And then Gay Gay says, you couldn't score on him, so that's what he would say. Nope, nope, nope. And then he would score on you. He'd say, bucket, bucket. LeBradford and Franklin, a guard. Quote, if he was grabbing a rebound, he'd say, give me that. Or board man. Or board man gets paid. (laughs) Coach Hudson, if I heard it once, I heard it 50, 50 times. Board man. I'm a board man. That's what he said. Absolutely. I'm a board man. <laughs> I'm a board man. Board man gets paid. He's spoken phrases like that. 
<laughs> I'm going to be so heartbroken if he's not around anymore. I think he's going to be. We don't need to get into it, but it's just such a joy rooting for this dude. <laughs> he's you know all this stuff so weird right out of his brain. Yeah, like it didn't come from any. It's not like he heard it somewhere no. and he's like, "I'm gonna try saying that." He just like thought it and said it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, I don't really have any more comment on that. I just thought it was awesome and people should read the piece because like... I I like the real-time narration of what you're doing. I might start doing that. (laughs) Just like, yeah, uh, uh, eggs, eggs, flipping, flip, 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 flipping eggs. (laughs) Flip man gets paid. (laughs) Over easy, over easy. Or man gets paid. It's so good. It's a good podcast name. (laughs) Someone should take that. Like, it's... (laughs) Bored man gets paid. I think we found the title for today's podcast. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> this is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Uh, Do you have any other thoughts on what's going on right now? Any stray final thoughts? I didn't really have any coming in. I just wanted to throw the mic on and talk because uh, that's typically the best way to approach a Katie podcast. (laughs) To just riff. Yeah. Uh Not really. I mean, no, not really. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I get. I, I don't know. Like, I haven't been feeling. I've been feeling extremely stressed when the games are happening. Yeah. But in this series, I haven't been feeling any kind of bad or stress feelings in the interim, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's just like consuming all the content around the team to sustain myself, so I distract myself and I don't get bored or if it has to do with that feeling that we were talking about I mean I don't mind it I think it's pretty cool yeah are you finding that your mood or your level of stress has been helped by the fact that the warriors seem less invincible because like they're very good obviously but they are injured a bunch and like it did not sound very promising today from Clay Thompson whether he's like going to play or be, like, close to 100% for the game on uh, Wednesday in Game 3. And, like, the Kavon Looney thing, he's out. First of all, poor Kavon Looney getting whipped around off of Kawhi's chest like that. Um, pretty horrendous. It's not Kawhi's fault that he's strong and Kavon Looney's a little uh, scare- scarecrow boy. But, like, feel bad for him. Uh, but, yeah, it's just, like, the Warriors, they feel beatable i'm not saying the raptors will beat them but they feel beatable and i think that's kind of helping my mood it's as opposed to just like 
it doesn't feel like a LeBron series. Let's put it that way. Like you go into a LeBron series and like, all right, how horrible is this going to end? Like how many games is it going to take for this to be horrible? Uh, um, and like how quickly will all of the hope be snuffed out? It doesn't quite feel like that with the Warriors for me. Are you kind of feeling the same way? Yeah, but I do want to point out that like I do feel that way and I have felt that way all along separately. But what I feel about this Raptors team and this Warriors team is not so much like, oh, this is the Warriors team that's finally beatable. It's that this is the Raptors team that could actually finally beat the Warriors. Yeah, and I think yeah. like we're so used to falling back on being like, oh, like, okay, whatever advantage we can take over, like our scary opponent can take it. But like this, the first series where I haven't, I don't feel that way. It's like, it's the skill of the Raptors that if they beat Golden State, that's what it's going to be based on. And I think the last game, as much as it sucked to lose, you could see what happened when, you know, they kind of they kind of gave it up for a minute and, mm-hmm. like, they didn't keep the pressure on. Like, they played a really shitty third quarter aside from, like, crazy shots, like, not falling. But, you know, we've also seen in that first game, plus in, like, that, I'd say the whole end of that Buck series, like, that was an entirely new team to see and, like, that made me feel so good and confident and really happy mm-hmm. so again i think like this is just like a, a new team that it like has through this whole playoffs metamorphosized and like broken through to like an entirely new gear and level that they're playing at consistently and i think it took playing through all the playoffs together like look at them against the magic versus them now it's like it feels like it was two seasons ago you know it does feel so long ago yeah, and just, like, the way that they were playing and how that team looked, and, like, they were just, like, ugly wins. Like, not nice wins, but, like, the wins that have, like, they've, they've gotten in, like, the latter half of the playoffs so far are, like, really decisive, like, kind of beautiful to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can't argue, like, that they didn't deserve them, you know, or they didn't, like, play very hard for them. That said, all year... I have felt like this is the Warriors team that's like, if it's going to get beaten, it will. And I don't, even before like the injuries, I mean, yeah, you've got like, you've got all these guys individually and like the thought of Grant coming back still makes me take pause. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they, I don't know if it's just like, they're used to this kind of territory. They're used to the level. They like are used to a good team, but they don't really care about it as much anymore and i've heard them like i've heard all their post games and pre games and they're talking like a team who wants it they're saying like this is what we play for this is what we go into like training camp at the beginning of the year for but like i don't believe them as much right the guy i'm not like oh they hate basketball but like (laughs) there's a different ethos for them going into this than there is for the raptors and i think like you know they had a really lazy season Mm mm-hmm I think I believe them. Like, I believe their best players, and I think that's probably people you should believe. Like, if KD were talking, I don't think I would believe him, but I think I believe Draymond more than anybody. Like, that dude, God, it's really hard to root against Draymond. That that, that dude's awesome. And I know. God. I was talking to James about this because yeah. I was just saying, like, you know, I, I need a villain in this series, and thank God for Jarebko <laughs> to come through as my villain because it can't be Draymond because – Draymond is just, like, so, like, yeah, as a player, he's amazing. But as a person, he's, like, so fucking smart. He's mm-hmm. very cool. He's, like, very thoughtful. Yeah. And it's cool to, like, see this much of him because we definitely did it, you know, yeah. during the regular season. 
Yeah, I'm with you there. I think my villain's probably Steph, just because, like... <laughs> the thing that has been really funny the last couple days is that he's being a big baby about that box-in-one defense the Raptors used. <laughs> like, <laughs> they, yeah. they, they keep yeah, calling it... They keep calling it janky. They keep calling it... Like, they keep being like, man, that was such a dumb defense they played. Like, you didn't score on it for five minutes, dude. Uh, and you seemed very <laughs> bothered by it. And it was entirely, like, geared because you're very good and your teammates were not... Uh, as dangerous as you that that's the reason they went with it to try to stop you in particular so like in some ways it's flattering you would think to have a defense designed like that to stop you individually um but yeah even sean livingston today although livingston was a bit more sort of uh acknowledging of the fact that it was probably the right idea in that situation and it worked and you can't really argue the results so and like draymond today was like yeah we'll just dice it up if we see it again which i don't doubt i feel like if you use that again you're probably asking you're playing with fire a little bit but i uh i like steph's being a little baby about that and like i'm sick i need energy gel (laughs) like (laughs) that's the other thing uh and also it doesn't it helps that my girlfriend like really doesn't like steph curry uh and it's also it's like feeding my uh my my disdain so that's good uh <laughs> yeah it did feel good watching the game with my parents and my dad when like Steph came out he was like who's this guy is he any good <laughs> uh he's really good he's terrifying uh but it's just yeah the, the whole team just kind of doesn't quite have the same aura of unbeatability which is nice and uh it's nice to see them getting frustrated and yeah. it's nice to see them like trying to be pouty and like weird and it was like very nice to see Steph get some calls yeah too that was kind of oh all right and I don't think he was very used to that either so Mm -hmm. like anything in this series that you could like see the kind of jigs in the armor of this team Mm -hmm. like I'm here for because I honestly think like this is like this is probably this is the last season we see this Golden State team all together you know they're gonna lose they're gonna lose guys in the offseason for sure oh yeah yeah, uh, I also don't think Katie's going to play in the series. I think this is all a, uh, just a big, giant ruse to throw off the Raptors and keep the troops in Golden State happy. I don't think he's going to play. He's not even no? close. It doesn't sound like he's even close. Like he's not pra- Like he hasn't practiced yet. Maybe I'm wrong, and he'll be back for Game Four, like they said. But like they keep moving the goalposts on it, and I, I just I don't know. It feels like. It's something that, you know, we'll look back and be like, wow, why, how could he even, like, he was, like, horribly, hor- he had surgery or something like that. And it's like, I don't know. I, I just, I don't buy it. I, I don't buy you, it. You know what I'll be mad about is if the Raptors win this thing and then immediately it's like, well, they wouldn't have won if all those guys weren't hurt. Yeah. Warriors fans will have nothing to, like, throw. I, like, I know because... that's what the story will be, but still. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the Warriors fan guy last night who had the thread about how Kawhi is a dirty player for injuring Kevon Looney and was saying how unlucky the Warriors have been throughout their runs of many championships? Kawhi can't help it that he's, like, touching his chest to another man's chest gives it a contusion. It's like, <laughs> that's not his fault. <laughs> I know. I, like, how could you look at that play and think of anything other than, wow, Kawhi's really strong and Kevon Looney maybe should eat a sandwich. Like, I... Also, if you're like, oh, I'm so surprised basket- there's any physicality involved in basketball. Like, yeah. yeah, you have been watching the Warriors all season, guy. Yeah. Like, 
the, this I'm is not, a different yeah. style of play. I'm not going to name the guy because I, I don't think he, his thread deserves recognition beyond making fun of it uh, without uh, referencing it. But he did also mention that, uh, like, the way he framed the Kawhi thing was like, Kawhi gets tripped by Zaza and uh, with an existing ankle injury and misses the rest of the playoffs. And it's, oh my god, put Zaza in jail. And then Kawhi does this to Kevon Looney <laughs> and it's crickets. And it's like, oh my god. But Zaza's, like, very evil. I've done that many times before. And it was, like, a horribly illegal play. <laughs> like, and he's, like, loves to do that shit. Yeah. And then he's, like, me, Zaza? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's done that before. Yeah. Now, another thing, now that we're shit-talking weird things that Warriors fans have said, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've talked about this yet, but there was a thing going around after the last game because of that last shot that it was, like, the Raptors were intentionally being disrespectful to Andre Iguodala yeah. so they didn't guard him. Steph said in that. that. <laughs> but so, oh, Steph said it. It wasn't a fan. <laughs> I mean, Steph's probably the Warriors' biggest fan, yeah. so that's fair. Yeah. Okay, because I only heard it then repeated by other reporters asking, but then, like, I saw them talking to Nick Nurse about it, and he was like, what are you talking? He's yeah, like, we were going for a steal. about that kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, like, nobody's thinking about that in that moment. Yeah, Nurse was going for, he was like, we were going for a steal, and we uh, almost got it. Uh, yeah. I think they straight up forgot about it, but I don't think, I think that because they were running around so fast, and they were trying frantically to do something, yeah. and he just happened to, like, bolt over and be there. Exactly, yeah. It was a weird play. And, like, a no-look pass from Livingston didn't, you know, hurt matters for the Warriors either. Uh, also, underrated Kawhi response, too, after that uh, was like, oh, did you guys want to see the ball in Iguodala's hands there? He's like, no, we wanted to see it in our hands. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> and he was so earnestly just like, uh, surprise. Yeah. Bo- it's like, w- what do you mean? <laughs> Bo- board man get paid. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Katie. I can't believe Steph said that. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. He's the villain. He's easily the villain of this series. That's like Eve. That's like the poutiest baby thing. Yeah, absolutely. The number of For times, sure. by the way, my girlfriend uses a baby, a baby voice. Uh, the Corbin Smith baby voice in particular. To, That's scary. Yeah, to uh, to, to impersonate <laughs> Steph is getting alarming, but uh, <laughs> it's it's a thing. Uh, all right, Katie, I got to go make some dinner, so I'm gonna let you go. And I thank you very much for coming on the show. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um, no, just uh, you know, hang hang up tight in basketball feelings if you haven't yet. Come on over. Yeah, do it. It's free, right? Yeah. I don't, yeah. For now. Yeah, I, you should definitely be charging money for that because it's really good. Um, but get in while the while the getting's free, I suppose. It's fantastic. It's really my favorite thing to read. And it's a surprise every time it comes to the inbox, too. It's it's awesome. Uh, Is that because it doesn't have a regular schedule anymore? <laughs> Even if it did, I wouldn't really know because I don't know what days are anymore. I went the entire podcast yesterday thinking it was Tuesday and then it was Monday. <laughs> Uh, so I, I wouldn't even know, but th- I guess that's part of the surprise. Um, but it's great. Follow, uh, Katie at whatevs and subscribe to basketball feelings. It is the best. Um, you can find me at, at Woodley Sean on Twitter. You can subscribe, rate, review this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and Himalaya. Also, a big thanks, big thanks, big thanks, big thanks to <laughs> Grip Six Belts 
Uh, Crip Six belts are lightweight. They have no holes, no flaps. They're a great Father's Day gift as well. You can go to gripsix.com slash lock, L-O-C-K-E, as in the last name of David Locke, our, our grand poobah here at the lock, Lockdown Podcast Network. Uh, gripsix.com slash lock to get a special offer on Grip6 belts. Uh, also, big thanks to Hotels.com for sponsoring today's podcast too. Katie, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, I think. Hopefully, yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, also, oh, <laughs> other thing I have to plug. I'm bad at this. Uh, the CEBL show is my new podcast because you need to hear my voice in more places uh, covering the Canadian Elite Basketball League, which is uh, about a month into its first season now. And uh, I'm going to be doing a weekly podcast about that league, talking to people within the league about it and uh, getting some fun stories. There are some very interesting stories of people in that league, and I'm looking forward to fleshing them out in audio form. Uh, So check it out. Uh, They will be on. It's on Google Play right now. We'll be on Spotify and Apple Podcasts shortly as well. So keep an eye out. The CEBL show. uh, First episode is up. It's myself and Mike Morreale, the CEO of the league, sort of talking about the conception of the league and how it all came to be. So check that out. And uh, that's going to do it. We will talk to you again on Thursday morning, I think, with a reaction podcast to Game 3. Enjoy Game 3, everybody. It's going to be awesome. Savor the moment. And uh, we will talk to you next time with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Happy birthday, Greg. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 